You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Well, Ulysses, uh, we've got to give a quick shout out to our buddy and dedicated listener, Rainy Rodriguez, who listens to our podcast out in La La Land. Uh, (laughs) He sent us an article that has um, some of the MLB opening season win totals courtesy of Caesars Sportsbook. Right. So we're going to run through them and see if you agree and also see which division is the, which super division is the most difficult and maybe the, the least difficult as well. So this is according to Caesars Sportsbook. Again, 60 game season. Uh, the top five teams, they have the Los Angeles Dodgers number one at 37 wins, the New York Yankees at 36 and a half wins, the Minnesota Twins at 34 and a half wins, the Houston Astros at 34 and a half, and our Tampa Bay Rays at 34. And then I always, you know, I don't care about the middle of the pack teams per se. I look at the bottom <laughs> feeders, I look at the bottom five teams. And I see uh, the San Francisco Giants at 24 and a half, Seattle Mariners at 24, the Miami Marlins at 23 and a half, the Detroit Tigers at 21 and a half, and the Baltimore Orioles projected to have the lowest win total at 20 and a half wins. And then, of course, there's another 20 other teams that we're not necessarily going to run through right here. But um, overall, Gandering at this um, win total projection, do you pretty much agree with it, at least where the Rays are and um, just in general? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, Rini, for, for uh, giving us this content. Uh, I agree with the top five teams. I think that's that's pretty on point, the Dodgers, Yankees, Twins, Astros, and Rays, and maybe even in that order. Uh, I do believe that that's, that that's who you have to beat. Yes. Um, but on the bottom five, I do disagree. I, I think the Orioles and Tigers can definitely uh, be on the bottom. Um, but the Pirates aren't there on the on the bottom five. Yeah, and they... the Royals either. Mm-hmm. I think I would switch out um, the Marlins and the Mariners with those two. I agree with you. Yeah, so I should have mentioned that right above the Giants slightly above the Royals and Pirates are projected to get 25 wins apiece. So still well right. under 500. Um, yeah, I think the Marlins, I don't know if they're going to be a 500 team, but I would definitely put them up there. Like if I was putting together a sports book, who knows, maybe 
27, 28, 29 wins. I mean, we got to remember they added a lot of veteran talent right. this past offseason. Uh, who is Jonathan VR playing for? He's playing for the Marlins. Who is Corey this Dickinson is Aguilar. playing? Yeah. Uh, you got uh, our buddy Matt Joyce over yeah. there, too. Getting some at-bats. I mean, I, I, I don't know. So that's the why other I thing don't is feel like... Too, yeah, the other thing, too, is they're like the Rays. They're used to playing before little to no fans. So right. not having fans for much of this for much of the season this year shouldn't impact them. You would think it wouldn't impact them maybe as much as say the Red Sox or the Yankees or another right. franchise that always is is loaded with fans on a game in game out basis. Um, with the top five, I generally agree. I would say this though. I think the Dodgers. I'm not putting them at 37 wins. I'm putting them right at 40. I'm going to give them 40. Wow. I am confident in that. Um, I I think the Yankees, as as much as it pains me to say, yeah, I'd probably definitely put them number two since they do have their guys, for the most part, healthy and back. And, of course, they added Garrett Cole. Uh, They have uh, the COVID to thanks there, Uh, you know, that they don't have uh, everybody injured. Everybody had enough time to get better. (laughs) This was a master plan by Brian Cashman and Rob Manfred. You know it. Throw COVID-19 out there so we could get the Bronx Bombers back. I will flip the Rays and the Astros. That's what I'm going to do. Just for semantics sake. I'm going to give the Rays the 34 and a half. Astros, take your 34. You don't have Garrett Cole anymore. You don't have trash cans. Yeah. Justin Verlander's 38. Uh, And here's the thing we have to remember. uh, And I think you'll agree with me on this, Ulysses. The Astros, they're going to get the best, the absolute best from every team that they face. I don't care if they face face facing the Mariners. Okay, the Mariners want to beat you like they're playing in the World Series because of what you did and how you disgraced baseball. Let, let us not forget what was the number one headline story in March 12th when before all this broke out with COVID. Um, it was the Astros. It was... MLB players saying how much they disliked what the Astros had done. That was the number one headline story. It made it so big that you couldn't help but see every other team mentioning. Guys that never opened their mouth like Mike Trout and Nick Markakis were Mm -hmm. actually taking shots at all of them. So that was the number one headline story. These guys don't forget that. Yeah, a lot of yeah. things happened with COVID and the safety protocols and all that went down with the financials between MLB and the Players Association. But now it's go time. Mm-hmm. And they are back to that grind and they're back to that mentality of we're going to beat them. So yeah. I am 100% with you. I will, I would, I'm, I'm going to get on that bandwagon and change the race for the Astros, even if it's for a 0.5. But, you know, for, for argument's sake, I'll do that. Yeah, for sure. And with this new schedule, the these super divisions, the Dodgers get what four cracks at the Astros in the regular mm-hmm. season. Oh, that's gonna be. I nice. wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers go four zero against the Astros. I think something tells me they really want to beat. Houston How many hit by year. pitches? Uh, but in, in those four games, I'll say eight, seven, eight, <laughs> something like that. Two per. Yeah. Two per game. Oh, they, they might even do that at the risk of losing a game and, and putting a man on first. It's very difficult for me to watch a whole nine-inning game of baseball when my team isn't playing, unless yes. it's maybe the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even a marquee game. Maybe I'll watch a couple innings. That's, I think, one game I would like to watch and see what goes down is the Dodgers-Astros game. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, if nothing happens, okay. Well, I won't probably won't, won't, won't watch yeah. uh, any of the other ones. But uh, maybe I do click and, 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 and watch the entirety of that. And I'm going to have the volume up to 100, so I don't hear any beepers. <laughs> I don't hear any buzzers. I don't hear any trash right. cans clanging That's and banging right. or anything like that. Yeah. Now, related to this, related to these three super divisions we've got mega west mega central mega east <laughs> that's what i'm calling them i'm calling i them thought mega we were going west. with mlb east mlb central mlb west what happened we can do that we can do that too we can okay. get creative with it i mean mlb has already changed spring training 2.0 to summer camp so these, right. these are working titles that we have but yeah. three 10 team divisions we put a poll out on twitter and we'll get to that in a second but I want to gauge your opinion on this. Which division do you think is toughest? And maybe which division do you think is least toughest? I know it's only three, but just looking at all three of them on the whole. Well, again, I think we have to go back to to, to the bottom five. I, I think mm-hmm. in the bottom five, you got to put the Royals and the Pirates before you put the Mariners and the Marlins. Yeah, and or you could so, just clump all those teams together. Maybe take out. Maybe the you could. Maybe we have a but, little Florida bias, but I think, I think people just aren't giving the Marlins enough love. Not to say they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but that's a pretty lowly number of wins that Caesar's sportsbook is putting out there. Yeah. So yeah, the bias could be there. Obviously, you know, we are humans, but um, I do think some people are just focusing on 2019 a lot mm-hmm. and not really thinking about what this 2020 team could do. This 2020 Marlins team does not look very similar to the 2019 team. Uh, right. Really, they made a lot of of new additions. Now, are they going to be super better than than the 2019 team? I don't think so, but I don't think they're going to be this bad. Yeah. Having said that, I do think the Central uh, does not beat out uh, the East. And the West, again, they, yeah, they're top-heavy with, with the Astros and the Dodgers, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think more competitiveness and more, and more tough opposition day after day after day, it's got to be the East. I agree. And it's not just because the Rays are in there. But – you can make a case that you've got three elite teams in the East. You've got the yeah. Yankees, you've got the Rays, and I think you can make a great case that the Braves are elite. They're elite level oh, at this point. And I, and I just want to point out how we're not mentioning the returning World Series champions, the Washington Nationals, yeah. who are also in that. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Even though I think that the Nationals will have a little bit of a hangover from 2019 and the fact that Ryan Zimmerman's sitting out and Joe Ross is sitting out, I still do think they're going to be a good, solid team. Um, but I also think that, like, you've got some sneaky teams in there, like the Mets, for example. The Mets could yeah. really surprise some people. Another year so. of Pete Alonso, Cespedes could come back as a DH. You've added I mean, Marcus Stroman. You've got a great starting pitching there. The Grom, uh, the third Cy Young, anybody? I mean, come <laughs> on. Well, here's the way I, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The way I look at it, and I agree with you. I do think the East is the toughest. Um, and I, I took it, the Caesar Sportsbook numbers, their win totals, and kind of extrapolated. And I looked at who are all the teams that are under 500. And I okay. put those in each division. And you look at the East, 
So according again, according to Caesar Sportsbook, they believe three teams are going to be under 500 in the East: the Blue Jays, the Marlins, the Orioles. We agree that the Orioles are going to be terrible, atrocious this year. Right. I think the Blue Jays are closer to a 500 team. I think the Marlins are a little bit closer to a 500 team as well. Um, you look at the Central; you've got uh, at least three teams that are below 500 in the Royals the Pirates, and the Tigers. And quite frankly, outside of the Minnesota Twins, I don't think there's many elite-level teams. I don't think there's as many elite-level teams as the East. They're interesting th- teams. There's there a lot of interesting in- teams. There are two yes. interesting interesting teams, the, the White Sox and the Reds, for me. Yeah. Now, can I think the, the Cardinals White Sox might be a year away, though. Yeah, okay, they could be. They could yeah. be, but they're definitely going to be interesting. But, I mean, uh, that doesn't bode well for, for I think, the, the toughest division. Mm-hmm. Interesting teams are, are nice to watch, and, and you, you can project them. But, right. again, toughest. We're talking about who has it the most difficult the, the most difficult schedule, and I still think it's the East. Yeah, and I, I definitely don't think the West has the easiest schedule because you've got four teams projected to be under 500 in the Rangers, the Giants, the Mariners, and the Rockies. So if you look at it, for example, so say you're the Dodgers. You look at your schedule – and basically half your games are going to be a combined against the Giants, the Rockies, the Rangers, and the Mariners. And then you could even look further. Like, do you really expect the Padres or the D-backs to be that great? Like, really, the Dodgers' only main competition, I would say, is the Astros. And they've only got to face the Astros for four games and vice versa right. for the Astros. Right. So the way I look it at it like they're is, going to beat each other up, you yes. know? I see with this 60-game schedule, I see so many middle of the pack team so many teams collecting between 27 to 32 wins i look at it as an opportunity who are the absolute which which division which mega division has the most really bad teams and i I see i see the west having the most the central having the second most and the east having the least because right. I think that the Orioles are really going to be the only really, really bad team. I've crapped on the and Red they, Sox all offseason, but still. Yeah. And they might be ultimately the worst out of all MLB yes. teams. Um, but I, you never know until you play. But right now, uh, that's how I see it, too. I think it's the East day after day. Those are the teams that are, go- that are going to have the, the toughest uh, go at this. But it, it's still – it'll be very interesting to, to watch. It's not like uh, – you know, uh, Major League Baseball is doing anything to help it mm-hmm. itself, you know, canceling MILB and, and all yeah. that goes with it. So hopefully that this turns out well. But, you know, you can never trust MLB too much. Having said that, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Mariners last season, they, they ripped off a 13-2 and run before they yeah. crapped the bet. So this could also be a season where you get off to – Hot start a couple weeks, that could last you through the entire season. Whereas you could have a bad week or two and you could be screwed. And we remember how many times last year the Rays were like three, four, five games in a row. It's like, are they ever going to get it back? Like You don't have an opportunity right. to go through multiple losing streaks, I don't think, anyway, this a season. Five, a five-game losing streak, streak could be it. That, yeah. that could be your season. That, that's it. We're done. We're done. And that, and that would be just so disheartening. But... You never know. That, you, it'll be exciting. It'll be. <laughs> I know uh, we we had a maybe not a hundred meter dash, but it's definitely uh, you have to have some quickness in your feet yeah. for this season, and you can't blink too sprint. much. Yeah, there we dash. go. Let's compromise. Yeah, it's gonna be quick. It's gonna go quick. Some speed and endurance. 
By the way, uh, we should note that July 4th is this weekend. Besides not watching live baseball, Ulysses, do you have any major 4th of July plans? No, man. Uh, I think I'm going to, you know, maybe dig into the archives a little bit uh, uh, with baseball and maybe catch up on my trivia. You know, I love trivia, but um, no, not really. Not not any big plans. How about you? You know, just uh, some golf, some cigars, spending time with family, just relaxing, hanging out. May try to sneak a couple of fireworks out there without getting (laughs) caught by the feds. Um, you know, it might with, with no live baseball, I don't know if the KB, uh, if Korean baseball is being played, no MLB baseball, no live MLB baseball going on for 4th of July. It may be an opportunity to watch a baseball movie. I'm just saying that might have to be a future topic of, of ranking baseball movies, but yes, might want to pick out one of those for sure. Okay. That's That's a good plan. So that might be something we'll, we'll talk about, uh, next week. Um, Okay, coming up next, we have baseball trivia. But first, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Okay, Ulysses, it is time for baseball trivia, and it is also time for you to grill me this week. I can't even remember what... Uh, the topic du jour was last week. Man, my memory sucks. Well, that's good because, um, you know, I went all over the place for this one. Okay, good. So it's a little bit of a miscellaneous, okay? A little smorgasbord action. I like it. There you go. Okay, so number one. What 1929 feet did Lee Richmond perform as an MLB first? I can oh give you gosh. options if you would like. Uh, I don't know who Lee Richmond is, but I will take a guess before options. I'm going to say hitting for the cycle. Incorrect. Good one, though. Okay. Uh, a, hit a grand slam. B, unassisted triple play. C, he stole home. Or D, he pitched a perfect game. 1929. Uh, I'm going to say unassisted triple play. Strike two. Stole home. Oof, strike three. We were looking for, he pitched a perfect game. He's the first guy to have ever done that. I would have thought that'd be earlier. Huh. I know, me too. Yeah. But I guess how many many perfect games are there out there? 20-something now? 28, I believe. 27, And and half of them are against the Rays, right? (laughs) (laughs) A good percentage are against the Rays. I know that. (laughs) 
number two. What is the oldest active ballpark in MLB? A. Wait, do you want options or do you want to just go at it? Um, it? You know, this is a this is a great question. I'm gonna say, ooh, I'm gonna say Wrigley Field. Strike one. I'm gonna say Fenway Park. You'd be correct. Okay, should have gone with my my first guess. I knew it was one. I know, two. I know. I saw you f effing yeah. it over there. Um, effing the the Red Sox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we like to do uh, that on occasion. Yes, we do. Uh, number three, who is the only pitcher to win World Series games in three different decades? I'm gonna give you I'll give you options for the this okay. one. Okay. Whitey Ford, Jim Palmer, Nolan Ryan. Um, I'm gonna go Jim Palmer. And you would be correct, sir. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Somehow I no hesitation. That. Yeah. I, I think I remember hearing that from somewhere that he had done that. I know he had, he, he had pitched in at least three different decades, if I recall. <laughs> I think Nolan Ryan four, but I had to go with Palmer yeah. on that one. So very good, impressive, impressive. Uh, number four. By Who the way, the that? Orioles could use uh, Jim Palmer right <laughs> this season. I think <laughs> bring him out of yeah. retirement. You know what? The Red Sox too. How about that? Boom. There we go. Uh, number four, who was the last player to become a 2020 guy in the first 60 games? Ooh. It's been a while. It has been a How long are we talking a while? Uh, older than us by a hair. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll say this can't be right, but... Uh, I want to say Griffey. No. I'll say Barry Bonds. Incorrect. Nope. And you were thinking Barry Bonds of the Pirates years, correct? Yes, I was. Okay. You're in the right um, era. Okay. If you're going with, with, with that. So it's around that. And it's not Griffey Jr. either. It is not. Um, I'll, I'll go one more guess before choices. This can't be right, but I'll, I'm just saying Ricky Henderson. I know it's not right, but... That, that's okay. Strike two. Okay. Um, okay, so here are the options. A, Jose Canseco. Uh-huh. B, Mark McGuire. Or C, Eric Davis. I'm going to go Eric Davis. And you would be 100% correct. Okay. Very I knew good. for sure it wasn't McGuire. I don't know if he had ever stolen 20 bases. Or been his a long dreams, time maybe. Since he, yeah. I mean, with forearms like that, you know, I guess it might have been before <laughs> he was on the juice. But still, still, <clears throat> I know yes. Eric Davis had a little bit of more, more of that overall athleticism, if you will. He did indeed. And that was in, done in 1987, wow. uh, of course, with, uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. And he was an all-star that year. Mm. Um, so that's the last guy to do this in the first 60 games become a 2020 guy. Ooh. So my last question for you is who has come closest and when did that happen? Who has come closest within 60 games and when did that happen? Not within any 60 games. In the first 60 oh, games first of the season. 60 games. Who was closest to 2020? 
And in what year? Can you give me a hint? Is it rec- Is it very recent? We've talked about this player this week. We have talked about this player this week. Not we- active. Not active. Who did we talk about this week? We 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 ramble a lot in uh, on the show for sure. <sighs> Man, and he's not an active player. No. Well, I remember I I mentioned Gary Sheffield, but I don't think that's right. He is an outfielder. I would say B.J. Upton, but there weren't many times he hit more than 20 home runs. Uh, I mentioned Fred McGriff also on Wednesday's show. Closest to 2020, remember. So it doesn't have to be 2020. Obviously, it can't be 2020. Right. So, But closest. Oh, my gosh. Was it on Monday's show? (laughs) I'll I'll give you a hint. This guy was incredibly, incredibly impressive. He did 15-15 in the first 60 games. And he's the last guy to do that. It happened in 2005. Oh, my gosh. In this year, he actually um, broke the record of most home runs in a home run derby. Josh Hamilton. Incorrect. No. No, in 2005, not 2009 or 10, I think. Okay, wow, 2005. Uh, It's not Rocco Baldelli. Um, It's not. not Crawford. I can't remember anybody else I mentioned. In 2005, Uh, uh, when he did this record, he was actually, well, MLB was doing their big promotion for the World Baseball Classic. Okay. So every team was divided in uh, by their uh, by their flags of their country. I've got nothing. I am drawing a blank. Two thousand. He is a gold glover. Uh, he is. Oh, okay. Is it Bobby Abreu? Oh my you, sir, gosh! Are correct. Wow. Yes. Man, oh man. The I last guy that. had to go with the, the Venezuelan bump. I always need to remember that. Facts, baby. Facts. Oh the last gosh. guy in the first 60 games of a season to come even close to 2020 was Bobby Abreu, 15-15. Get this man in the Hall of Fame. Nine total seasons being a 2020 guy. Shut up. Everybody vote him in. I'm, I'm done. I was about to guess Johan Santana as the last 15-15 <laughs> guy. <laughs> Okay, so one it's got to be one or the other. You you have the ultimate power. Bobby Abreu or Johan Santana? Who are you putting it? You are the commissioner of the Hall of Fame now. You have all the power to do. You can even throw Omar Vizquel in there. Okay, but <laughs> the rules are it can only be one of those guys. It can only be Abreu or, or Santana. Who's it going to be? Santana or Abreu? Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go with Bobby. Okay, doubling gotta down, go Bobby. Yes. All right. And you know what? Longevity. 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 And I'll give you a fun fact. Bobby actually played for my favorite team growing up in Winter League in Venezuela, uh, Leones del Caracas. Uh, And Johan Santana actually played for my rival, Navegantes del Magallanes. Wow. So 
that it is way to the bump. There we go. <laughs> it's been a thing. It's okay. been a thing for me. Yeah. I and I mean Bobby Bray does have a have a higher career war too, if if we want to go That's by correct. that metric as well. Um what do players make in the Venezuelan league? Do you know? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. But that's a good that's a good trivia question for me for next yeah, week. <laughs> I might have to ask. I might have to do some Venezuelan league trivia. Ooh. Do a lot of non Venezuelan players play in the Venezuelan league? Oh yeah, we've had a ton of Americans and Dominicans. Okay. I mean Luke Scott played in the league, Sam Fold. It's just a uh, competitive I've just gotta get my competition in the offseason type of it depends yeah depends on where you're in your, in your development in the minor leagues yeah. but i mean major league players i mean pablo sandoval jose altuve i mean every, any big name jesus aguilar any big name from venezuela has played in in, in venezuela maybe not so much now you know in the last five to right. eight years yeah um with everything that's going there politically but uh before that yeah man for sure might have to look up how many former Rays have played in the Venezuelan <laughs> League. So don't do that over this okay, okay. 4th of July weekend. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe this 4th of July, and we'll talk to you next week.